and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Are you overworked, overstressed, and overwhelmed? You want life to be different, but you don't even know how to get there. Man, oh man, I lived there myself. And in my experience with working with thousands of people from all walks of life, there is one simple thing that holds so many of us back, a lack of time management. We may know what we want, but we often don't know how to get there and don't feel like we can add one more thing into our already busy day. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Action Planner. It's a 90-day inspired game plan that will give you total clarity on your greatest priorities and skyrocket your productivity on the tasks that matter most. And now, for a limited time, you can get your own copy for free. And when you go to denisewalsh.com slash action. Denise Walsh, D-E-N-I-S-E-W-A-L-S-H dot com slash action. A-C-T-I-O-N. Put your information in and we will send this action planner directly to your inbox so you can set your goals, reprioritize your calendar, and design your dream life today. Hey, 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 big welcome back to the Dreamcast, my friends. And oh my gosh, I am so excited for the interview you are going to hear today. I think one of my favorite parts of of being able to provide this content for you is I get to meet some like-minded powerhouses who are not letting anything hold them back. They're growing through struggles. They're learning how to balance mommyhood and business, staying connected to their God-given talents and gifts, and, and truly thriving in all areas of life. Now, that doesn't mean that life has always been this way. We all start somewhere, and our next guest is no different. She had all her eggs in one basket at one time and found herself 60 pounds overweight after her second son, borrowing money from her kid's savings account to cover cash flow and was just lost, searching for her purpose, worth, and her calling. And when her eggs in that one basket kind of fell apart, she was thrown into having to figure out what's next. And she went through uh, renewed spiritually. She really reconnected with who she was and went through a massive life transformation to find her truth. And you guys, I think we've all been in that space. We call that the pivot, you know, a transition where we go, okay, this isn't what I want anymore. So now what do I want next? And there's growing that happens here. And she's found a passion for empowering and educating women to claim their potential and to understand that true success isn't found in money. It's found in fulfilling your passions and fueling your soul. And she now runs a thriving coaching business and hosts a podcast called the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. As you can tell, you guys, we are all going to be good friends. Her mission is to help female entrepreneurs conquer their fears, step into their God-led potential, understand that they are worthy of success and balance, amen, and guide them with online marketing strategies to automate, create passive income, and create more space and time. So big dream cast. Welcome to Stephanie Gass. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Denise. Hi. I know they're probably like, yes, we are already friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited like, to chat me? with you. Like, 
I know. Sounds like my life. Sounds like my life. That's amazing. So I know you were successful in business and then had to create a bit of a pivot for yourself. So could you tell us a bit about that transition that you went to? And then we'll talk more about what you're doing now. Sure. So I think when we get here on this earth, we are told what to do, go to college, get the degrees. And my dad was the first one in our family to ever go to college. So he said stability is key. So went, got the degree, did all the things, and then was jet setting by the age of 26, over six figures. I was the youngest financial controller in the company. And then I met my you know, now husband and I'm like, oh, I guess I won't climb the corporate ladder and work 60 hours a week because I'm going to have kids and this family and I want to be able to kind of work from home. So there was the first pivot and it was very uncomfortable, right? It's you go from knowing something so well and being successful, quote unquote, to a whole different space that you, you've never even considered. I never considered entrepreneurship. It was never a thought for me. I was born for it, but I didn't know that. So it was terrifying. And my first days of entrepreneurship was network marketing. I think like so many, like so many of you listeners, you're probably getting into this space, getting into entrepreneurship. And network marketing is a beautiful gateway into entrepreneurship. There's really no overhead. It's simple. You're not running the business, quote unquote. You are kind of showing up for a product that you're obsessed with. And it teaches you so many valuable pieces of that personality that an entrepreneur needs to be successful. So I got started there and I loved it. I climbed to the top 1% of the company that I was with for within two years, uh, the cars, the trips, the bonuses. And then I got lost in the success of it all. I kind of found my validation and worth inside of the rank advancements, inside of getting on stage. I got blinded by the money and all of those accolades. And it felt really good at the time. And then I had to recognize that it really wasn't who I wanted to be morally. I really wanted to be more present for my kids, for my spouse. I had lost myself. I was a full-fledged workaholic. I was working 6 a.m., 10 at night. I was the one on the calls because I was the one good at sales, right? I was that 1% that could sell. So everybody wanted me on the calls. Everybody wanted me at their event. And I did it because I thought, if I work hard enough, then I won't have to work anymore. And if this wasn't network marketing, it would have been something else because my personality style is the achiever. I'm a three on the Enneagram. So now that I know my weaknesses, I can self-evaluate and make sure that I'm staying in line with, for me, I'm very spiritually led. So what God is calling me to do, not what I'm calling me to do, which is hard to decipher sometimes. So long story short, I'm losing. I'm, I'm just a lost soul for a minute there. And I think God stepped in to realign me. And this would be a big pivot point. The biggest pivot point of my life was out of network marketing, which had become my identity. I had allowed it to become my identity and it was my worth. And for the first time in my life, I felt that I was worthless because my identity is now in question. I was working really hard to maintain a business that is kind of crumbling because that wave happened with all the new companies, the leggings, the lipstick, the nails, everybody came out at the same time. So everyone wanted a piece of the new action and I don't blame anyone. So they went and I'm like, who snapped? There went my team. I'm starting over. Do I have it in me? I don't think I do. So I kind of let it go. And I had to walk away from something that had been everything to me for five years. And it was hor- It was just horrifying. I sat there, ate Doritos and watch Netflix for a good solid three months, you know, felt sorry for myself. 
And then I realized, oh, this is, this isn't me failing. This is actually this dark moment is the beginning of the light. And I started to look for opportunities in this dark, dark, quote unquote, season of self-discovery. And through it all, I was actually reborn. That's what I say, because I had to discover who the woman was that I wanted to become. And here's how it all played out. And this, those of you going through a pivot or kind of shifting into something new or questioning, am I in the right space? And whatever this means for you, business, life, you can apply this anywhere. Is get out a sheet of paper and write down the woman or man that you want to become. So I wrote down, I want to put, you know, my spirituality first again. I need to get back into my highest vibration and my soul call. I want to have really intentional time with my kids. I want to spend three or four hours a day working. I want to have passive income coming in. I want to feel great about my health. I want to make it a priority again. I want to eat healthy. I want to touch and impact women that are ready and need me. And they're just like me. They're ready and willing to work and to go out into the world and create ripples in, in the world. And so I wrote this stuff down. And then I stared at the paper, Denise, and I'm like, well, must be nice to be her because I am a mess. <laughs> like, I don't know how to become her. You know, here I am with a newborn. I've got a two and a half year old. I'm 60 pounds overweight. We had borrowed money from my son's savings account because cash flow was gone, right? Like from $17,000 months to $3,000. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do here? And I just had to trust. I had to trust the process. So I would look at that paper every day. And I'd say, I'm going to do one thing that she would do every day. And I want to become her over time. And I hope that I can. So every day I would look at that paper and say, what would she do? And I started waking up at 6.30 to read scripture and pray. And I started going to the gym. And I, I invested in the best gym because I knew if I made the investment, I would go. And I couldn't afford it, but I did it anyway. I started to go to therapy to heal those limiting beliefs that I am what I do. And I got new friendships. It was hard. I had to let go of people that had been there for with me for years, but were no longer serving my heart. And it was hor It was just so hard. But through that year, I just shed everything that wasn't serving this piece of paper, this woman. And crazy enough, today, it's been three years since I wrote that piece, that, that whole spiel on that piece of paper. It, it's insane, but I've become her. I work three or four hours a day. I have this coaching business where I teach women, Christian mompreneurs usually are my market, how to launch podcasts and create courses that monetize their podcast. Um, I, have, I have my own show that's exploded. It feels so great. It feels so in alignment for me. And I spend so much time with my kids and my spouse. I turn off social media on the weekends. I completely get rid of it. People freak out when I say that, but I'm like, I literally delete the apps and I don't care. And when I get on on Monday, I have 50 messages and I'm excited to be back. It's cool to say that you have the power to define the life and the woman that you want to become. And we don't realize that we have the power to self-evaluate and change the little weak pieces of our personality. And we all have that to mold those into strengths and really work harder on the things we're great at and just be careful with the things that we're not so great at. So those pivot moments usually are an opportunity for you to grow and get more in alignment with where you're meant to go. Mm, absolutely. And I think those pivot points are kind of God stirring your soul mm -hmm. saying, you know what, mm, this isn't quite it. So you, when you listen to that spirit, you listen to your gut and you say yes, in that direction, you start to feel 
more and more and more connected. So what are some things that you did to start saying, all right, well, what's next? What's next? Yeah. How do how did you decide to do coaching? How did you decide to start building your business? So I think this is where we get so stuck because we go, I think I feel the need to change or pivot or like, I kind of have this idea and then you wait and you're like, where's the big, big booming voice coming down from God telling me do this thing. Like there's no clarity. And that's where people get so confused and we revert back to what's comfortable. Everything in my being told me, just go get a job, Stephanie. You can walk in and make six figures as a financial blank blank. Stephanie, just go join another network marketing company. You know how to build it. Start over. It'll be fresh and exciting. And everyone will join you. But that wasn't, it wasn't in alignment for me anymore. And the hardest part was not knowing the how. It was, it was that I didn't know what the destination was. So here's what I had to do. I had to say, okay, I'm going to feel in to whatever is lighting me up the most. What do I want to talk about that's lighting me up? I'm just going to go there. And what can I teach and add value? Because I knew I wanted to create something online. I knew that I, was, I wasn't into the home parties anymore, like no offense, but it was like, I was doing online parties and loving that. I'm like, I just don't want to do anything in person anymore. I had little kids. I'm like, I want to move to this online space. I wanted to create passive income, but I didn't know how. So what did I do? I started taking really messy action. And I started a blog. That was my first step because I had a newborn. I'm like, I can do blogging. I'll type, nurse the baby. It'll be fine. And I'm blogging about like how to style your mantle. Hilarious, guys. If you know me at all, you're like, really, Stephanie? But I thought, I'll just do what people want. I'll do what I see other people doing on Pinterest. So I was copying other people that I thought were successful at what I wanted to do. And this is the biggest mistake that we make. We copy someone else because we think, they have the success that we should have and, and they know the way to do it. But that's what I did. Started out there and I'm like, okay, this isn't working. I am not a writer. I much prefer just efficiency, get my message out there. I'm much better on video. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Started the YouTube channel. I bought the background. I did my hair. I put on my face, which I hate makeup. So that was weird. And I would sit there and do the YouTube video and my kids would come in and like throw a diaper at my face, right? And like, or I'd like be picking off a little two-year-old booger from my arm. Like, I'm not kidding. It was a mess. But I, I was talking about business and attraction marketing, which is where I started because I grew a top 1% business from Facebook. So I'm like, if I can do that, I can teach other people to do that. So that's where I started. And that content felt really good. So I finally had the right content, but YouTube wasn't it for me. And I'm like, okay, well, what else can I try? Then I went to Facebook Live and, and like for... Three years ago, Facebook Live was like it. So I went and did Facebook Live. I could show up like this. I'm in my gym clothes. You know, you, you have your kids running around the background. Nobody cares because they're just like you. And Facebook Live is where I realized the power of authentic marketing, of me showing up and dropping all the facades, just being Stephanie. I would talk about how my eyebrows needed to be plucked, how like, you know, my kid, my kid always would come in and talk about poop. Like this may be TMI for some of you, you're like wincing, but hang with me. So like the kids would come in and they talk and I just joke about it. I'm like, you guys, you have little ones. And it started to resonate with my audience. And I just stopped being like anyone else. And that's when it exploded. And then the final component of this was, okay, I love video because I can talk and, and speak my truth, but I'm not consistent. When can I go live? When? And then I'd have the same 10 people watching me because no one else knows when I'm going live and live is kind of annoying to get on and 
it's not like you can't go back and listen to stuff because then the algorithm buries your video. So I'm like, oh, how can I touch? These 10 people are obsessed with what I have to say. They're buying. I had a couple mini courses at the time. They're buying everything from me. How can I touch 10,000 people? Is there a better way for me to do that? So I started to pray on it. I was like, I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to trust. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust. And I went to sleep one night and I woke up and I had had the most vivid dream and there were words in the dream and it said, start a podcast. Like the most Holy Spirit moment I've ever had because I feel like the clarity was finally there after a year of trial and error. But if I hadn't done all of that messy work, I wouldn't have been good at copyright. I wouldn't have been good with messaging on video. I wouldn't have been confident with speaking to people watching me live. All of that created the platform for my podcast. And when I started the show, it exploded. Finally, it was the right vehicle for my avatar, who's a mom. She's driving and listening. She's working out and listening. She knows every single week I have two new trainings for her. So the consistency was there. The messaging was right because I was being authentically me. I was teaching her what I knew, which was online marketing and sales with a splash of hot mess mom. And she was like, I am here for it. And that's kind of how it all transpired. So it was really taking messy action and not knowing the how, but pivoting and, and working towards what feels the best. So you may try something and say, I like pieces of this, but there are pieces of this that aren't in alignment for me. Self-evaluate. The power of self-evaluation is so key and only 1% of the population is willing to do it. Look at yourself and say, where can I change? How can I shift? And try something different. If, the, if what you're saying feels wrong, play with that. It's not going to be perfect. It's a journey to understanding what is your message? What are you meant to do? How are you meant to get your, your, your story and your soul call into the world? And then how can you ultimately, this is the last piece of the puzzle for everyone, how can you monetize it? How can you make money from your passion, the thing that you were created to do on this earth? And so... Yeah, it was messy action, lots of it. <laughs> lots of action. But what I see hear you saying is you took action, but then you evaluated it. You didn't just kind of keep going into a brick wall. You pivoted, you learned, you kind of honed in throughout that year to figure out who is my target audience? Who is my dream client? What do they want? How do they listen? How do they learn? And how can I best support them? And because of the action, you were able to listen to the feedback that you were getting and hone in on that. I know now you have e-courses that you provide and coaching and things like that. Tell me a bit about, I'd love to distinguish attraction marketing with authentic marketing because attraction marketing is a big buzzword right now. And we're all learning filters and Lightroom and staging and all these things that my like not designer brain cannot wrap my head around. (laughs) And it feels, it feels like, Like, of course, we want things to be pleasing to the eye. We want the brain to easily say yes. And we don't want it to be hard for our clients to get to know who we are. But tell me, what is the difference between Mm -hmm. authentic marketing and attraction marketing? That's such a good question. And I've never been asked that. I'm so excited when I get a question I've never had. So number one, let's start with authentic marketing. Those of you that are visual like me, I want you to imagine the perfect curated feed on Instagram, okay? She's got the, this was me. If you want to scroll back about a year, you'll see this. She's got all the colors. The patterns are perfect. Every photo is professional or most of them are. They've got the Lightroom filter. And then 
you get into the copyright and there's the story. But for me, I started to have this struggle with, I'm putting up this perfect picture, but I'm talking about real life. This isn't in alignment for me. And 98% of my market doesn't have a feed like this. She doesn't have money to go get a professional photo shoot done, a lifestyle photo shoot. She doesn't have time to create perfectly curated memes. So why am I talking to her from this place up here? I need to speak to her from this place, from where she is. And I just made the choice to fully drop the filter. And I want you to think about that. Think about dropping the filter on Instagram and also dropping the filter on you. And when you drop the filter on you, you have nothing left but your most raw, true, authentic you. And my word of the year was truth and, and authenticity. So I decided this year, anything I'm going through, I'm sharing it. And I went through some crazy stuff. Go listen to my show if you want to hear. I had like breast explant surgery where I removed my breast implants that I had had for 13 years. I went through like a course failure. So I shared about that. Why? How can we learn from this experience? And there was many things that were very uncomfortable for me to share and shed. But I knew I couldn't resonate with her unless I was speaking to her as if she was my best friend sitting next to me, having a cup of coffee, and we were having girl talk. I wouldn't hold anything back from my best friend. And so that level, that level of authenticity is needed today because everyone and their mama wants to have an online business. Everyone and their mama is selling a product. Okay, so how do you stand out? You shed the filters. And this even went as far as my Instagram feed. I now I'm just posting a selfie of me with my huge mom bun. And like, it's crazy because that's when engagement, engagement exploded. That's when my Instagram story views doubled in 30 days. That is how I transformed because people want the real, the behind the scenes, the raw. Okay, so start there. That's where you start. Now you're asking me, cool, but how do I make money stuff? Like, I still need to sell something that I'm excited about. I hear you. So the second component of having a brand online that's going to convert and bring in a lot of really long-term lifer followers, which is really what you want. So you have this authentic brand that's centered around you, your storytelling, your training, your teaching, your empowering, and you're really clear on your ideal client and you're showing up just like she needs you to because you are two steps ahead of her, right? You have the solution to her problem. So the second step, step two, is called attraction marketing. And all this means, guys, is casually mentioning the things that are working for you. It's like you are storytelling. You're never selling. You are serving before selling. So let me give you an example. Let's say that I have a post out there about how podcasting exploded my business. And I'm talking about how I tried blogging, YouTube. I tried Facebook Live. I tried Instagram captions that took me an hour to write. And I was growing slow as molasses. Like it was painful. And I knew that if I could touch 10 women and they were so obsessed with my content, I could touch 10,000 women. But I was so frustrated. So I'm storytelling, right? And you're feeling me. You're like, oh, I'm there. I can't get one more follower on Instagram. Like this is annoying. And then I say, I figured out how to change it all. I realized that my avatar was consuming information audibly. So when I started a podcast, it exploded my community by tens of thousands. Revenue was up by over 98%. Could podcasting be right for you? I want you guys to come take a free quiz and just see if it could be the right fit. 
you guys see how that doesn't feel like I'm pushing a course on you? It doesn't feel like I'm selling you, like I'm asking you for anything. It feels like I'm gifting you something. Ooh, a quiz? And this is a solution to my growth problem? Uh, maybe I should take that quiz. So it feels really good to the listener, to the reader. So those of you with a product, I want you to think about how you can market in a way that just feels like a gift. Maybe it's something like, you know, I struggled with acne for years and I tried every product. They burned my skin. I felt so uncomfortable. I would take on the makeup just to go in public because I was so self-conscious. So you've drawn this reader in. And then you're going to say, and then I finally realized that instead of using all these chemical products, all I needed was to purify and detox my skin with something organic. And I finally found the product that transformed my skin. I'm so grateful. What's going to happen? They're going to blow up your feed with, what is it? Where do I get it? Which organic product? And you're going to have 50 comments that you're going to have to go take into the DMs, voice text them, don't type voice text them and start asking leading questions because it's a gift. It's not about you. It's about them. Hey girl, I saw you ask a question about my skincare. Like, what are you facing? I, re I remember the struggle, right? Like be real with people because if you truly have a solution that can change their life, it's your responsibility to share that. But if you push it on them, they're going to run from you. But if you gift it to them, they're going to buy it and they're going to be all over it. And they're going to stick with you because they trust you. I love that. Your your stories for draw people in so they feel like we're already friends. You know, we're already friends just having a friend conversation, just like you may with a, a product at Target or a good movie, or you're just hanging out talking and you have a solution to something that they need. So you guys, you hear that it's less about being perfect and the expert, and it's more about saying it's like being on the journey with your audience and sharing your struggles, sharing your stories, and inviting them to be on the growth journey too. Now, you mentioned that you are working three to four hours a day. You're running a thriving business. You're working, but it's not consuming you, which we all know being an entrepreneur can be all-consuming at times. Tell me a little bit about how you manage your time. Okay. So one of my gifts is the gift of efficiency. And this is because of just my personality type. If any of you follow the Enneagram, if you're a three or a one, you're really good at doing, at achieving, at checking the list. You're probably very successful. It's just kind of natural. And, and those other numbers on the Enneagram, it's not to say you're not successful. It's just to say your brain works differently and your strengths are in different places. And so like my husband, he's the helper and he can just like, he can mediate anything. He can make anybody happy. And I'm over here like bulldozing everybody over like, excuse me, I'm coming. He's like, geez, let the people out of the aisle. I'm like, what? <laughs> so we're just different. But because of that, I've been able to develop this system where I have these pockets of time that I know are available for me. And what I've done is created a system where in these pockets of time, I only do A activity. Now, you guys may have heard that word, but I'm going to challenge you to think about A activity differently. So for example... Today, I knew both my kids are in school. One's in preschool, one's in kindergarten. I know I have right after the gym from 11 o'clock until one o'clock when I pick up the little human, then he naps and I have another two hours from 1.30 until 3.30 when I get the other one from the bus. I have four and a half hours today, which is great. I could sit around and wonder, 
what should I do in my four hours? Should I follow up with people? Should I write an Instagram post? And like you get lost in what should I do? And then you just end up scrolling Instagram because you're overwhelmed. Am I right? (laughs) So here's what you do. You have to, the day before, plan what you're doing in your power slots of time. And even those of you with a full-time job, you still have power slots. You could have a half hour in the morning. You could have a lunch break. And you could have an hour in the evening when everyone goes to sleep. You decide you have the power to create the life you desire. You have the power to create a life that's truly blended. It may not be balanced 50-50-50, but I know that on the weekend, those are for my kids. I don't take one appointment. I don't work. My Instagram is turned off. But during the week, it's more work heavy for me. So today, I want you to think about this as I take you through my day. I'm doing two podcast interviews, and then I am working on course creation and follow-up. So here are the A activities that you want to do when you have open slots of time. There are a couple different categories. Number one, it makes you money. Number one is it makes you money. This would be follow-up, checking in on your clients. Hey, did you need to reorder? Is there something else I can answer for you? I know you were thinking about this thing. Like a lot of times I have someone thinking about a course with me and we do a sales call. I just need to shoot him a quick DM and be like, yo girl, checking in whenever you're ready. But I wanted to see if you had any other questions. I'm very casual. I always give people an out. Why? Because they're going to answer me. Oh man, Steph, we had our pipes burst. I mean, we're just not gonna be able to do it. I'm like, no problem, sister. Praying for your pipes because that sucks. Like, just be normal. Like, be a it's your best friend, remember? It's your best friend. How would you talk to her? So, does it make you money? Number two, does it serve and inspire your community? So, this is gonna be PR, public relations, and this is content, content creation. So I need to show up and serve my avatar four to five times more than I ever mentioned sales to her. So that means if I create a podcast episode twice a week, I casually mention in a 30-minute episode, 30 seconds is a call to action. Only 30 seconds. It's not the whole thing as a sales pitch because that's creepy and weird. It's here's free service, service, learn, learn, service. I'm giving my best stuff away for free, y'all. And then I'm saying casually, do you want more? Do you need help with implementation? Do you need a product to help you get the solution that I've just taught you? Here's how you get it. So you're going to be serving. And so for me, this is a big piece of my A activity time is totally free. I don't make money from it. It's podcasting. It's showing up on other people's podcasts, serving their markets because it's a similar niche as mine. It's public relations. And then the last category is it brings you joy. So if there's something like, a massage for me, I go to the gym during this power time. And it, this is a struggle in my heart because I feel like, should I just go work? I have another hour I could work. No, because what would that woman on the piece of paper do? She was at her optimal health. She would go to the gym every single day. So I take time out of there because that brings me joy. It lights me up. It's like therapy. Go to the gym, get in an hour, then I can work for the rest of the time. So those are your three A activities. Does it make you money? Is it public relations that serves and provides solutions? Or three, does it bring you joy? And you get gangster with boundaries, period. You're not going to have any success in this model if you're saying yes to everything. Sure, Mary, I'll go to lunch with you last minute. And now your whole schedule is thrown out the window. You're not talking to Joe about his life's problems for 30 minutes on the phone. You own your day. You are in charge of the minutes. You are in charge of where they go. When you plan out that day, 
it's set in stone. Like give or take a little bit or like an emergency with your kids or something. It's set in stone. Somebody calls me. I'm like, I'll call you later. I'm in my power hour. Better yet, don't answer them at all. Call them up in the afternoon when the kids are home and you guys are playing outside and you don't need to be so focused. So my boundaries are rock solid. And the beauty of that is people know me well enough to not blink. They're like, hey, Steph, we want to go to lunch. When can we schedule it? Or I have a client, hey, Steph, send me your booking link. Like they know I'm not going to work my schedule around them, that they are going to work their schedule around me. And I've never had any problems with it. It's that we create this aura around us that we serve. I'm going to serve, serve, serve and, and bend to your will when instead you just have to get really intentional with your time. Well, and we teach people how to treat us. So if we answer immediately all the time, their habit is going to be to call us with every emergency, right? (laughs) Exactly. And I always say people don't memorize your schedule. So they don't know if you're on or off. It's your job to set that boundary and decide to be on or off. So And communicate that. I think the biggest thing for people is they feel mean or they feel bad. Oh, but what if somebody on my team needs me? Just be very clear with your on times up front. And I even do this with my husband. I'm like, if you try to call me or text me during X and X, I can't answer you. And they just know, or my mom, because you know they'd be blowing you up. I can't get a hold of you for five minutes. I'm like, chill out, woman. I'm right here. (laughs) Or with your team, hey, guys, just letting you know, I have open office hours and I take calls between this time and this time. Because otherwise, they're going to call you at all hours because we can't dictate when a need comes in. And guess what? That sale, I promise you, it will still be there if it's not 10 at night. It will still be there if that person really wants it. You can handle it tomorrow during office hours. Well, and what you'll find is that you are going to be so much better when you do answer. When you stick to your schedule, you have your boundaries. When you're on, you are like fully engaged and you're not doing it angrily. <laughs> you're not, yeah, you're not doing it grouchy. Yeah, exactly. Because, because you've had time for yourself. You've had time to work out. You know that kids have their time and you're not feeling torn in so many different directions. Well, I know, I I know that our listeners got so much value out of just this podcast alone, but you've got even more for them. Tell us about the 30 growth hacks that you've created to help serve our people. Absolutely. So along with my my podcast would be the first resource for all of you because it's totally free. There's hours and hours of training for the mompreneur. So anything from online sales and marketing to mindset to copyright, email sequences, and a lot of mom mess in between. So I think you'll really love that. That is at the mompreneurmastermindshow.com. Um, you can get there from my website, from iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And secondly, I have a freebie for you guys, which is 30 growth hacks. It's the number three zero, 30 growth hacks.gr8, the number eight.com. And this is a list of my 30 favorite growth hacks to grow and scale your community and create lifers, like I talked about earlier. So you can head over there, opt in for that. I send you that freebie. I don't spam you. It's just free stuff. And I send you love notes twice a week. Awesome. Awesome. Well, all the links, my friends, will be down in the show notes below. Um, So I've got two last questions for you, Stephanie. The first one is, is there a favorite book that has meant a lot to you that kind of really, you know, gave you a lot of aha moments? Mm -hmm. And then who are you learning from now? Okay. So the first one, books, the two Jen Sincero books for me, and I know she's so popular, but if you haven't read those, or if you haven't read them in a while, I read it like every six months and I get something new. So you are a badass and you are a badass at making money. Transformational. It's truly so good. And then the third one is called um, The Circle Maker. 
Mm-hmm. And this is actually a spiritual book. So if you are a faith-led entrepreneur, this book was so amazing and transformed the way that I pray over my business and really created some incredible favor and provision in my life that I didn't know was already there. It just kind of amplified it for me. So the Circle Maker was also phenomenal. And who am I learning from? I've been so obsessed with Chris Harder lately from The Love of Money, his podcast. Mm-hmm. He is just so brilliant with money and entrepreneurship and diversification. If you are an entrepreneur trying to scale to six or seven figures and you're at that point of like, okay, I'm really ready to live this as a lifestyle, I highly recommend Chris Harder. Awesome. Awesome. And is there one thing you do every day that you can't live without? Pray. Awesome. I think that when you're in that alignment, everything else seems to just fall into place. I agree. It's cool. It's like you'll see the miracles just start to flow in when you're finally on the right track. And it's like, oh, <laughs> when I stop resisting the how and I stop resisting the path that I'm meant to take, all the doors open, all the mentors appear, all the money will flow in. And it's like, oh, is that, why was I making this so hard on myself? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Well, you guys check out 30growthhacks.gr8.com. The link will be in the show notes along with Stephanie's social and website and all that good stuff. So you can check her out. And thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom and experience with us. We love learning from you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.